Hello, welcome back to episode two of the Credit Podcast. I'm your host, Pat O'Hara, and uh, look, this was this project was supposed to be a month-to-month thing, uh, putting out a po- like an episode every month or so, and it's been six or seven months without me doing anything. So look, I'm sorry, but that's probably how it's going to be, just whenever I get around to it. Um, so let's just jump straight back into it. So my next guest is uh, one of my favorite photographers slash videographers in Australia. Um, his videos are freaking insane. Um, Jack Rudder from Newcastle um, has been touring with, like, recently Polaris and Justice for the Damn Heaps. Also plays in Whatever Forever. Uh, he's fucking multi-talented, this man. Um, so we, when I asked him to do the podcast, he invited me up to his place in Newcastle, and uh, we pretty much just spent the day hanging out. Uh, it was super cute. He drove me around, just gave me a full tour of his house and like the area around it and where he works and like where his girlfriend lives. It was super, super cute. And I like, I cherished, I cherished that day so much. So the whole reason I wanted to talk to Rudzi was that he had just got back from Europe um, touring with a, a, an Aussie band who was supporting a huge international act. We'll get into like all the details later. Um, but it was just before I was supposed to go over and do Europe as well. So I wanted to interview him about what the ins and outs of touring internationally are. And just kind of just get a get an idea of what I was in for. This is all the way back in April, so I'm sure things and details have changed since then. But that's just where we're at. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Um, I never really got to hang out with Rudzi before this, but since the interview, um, we've seen each other a bunch of times. I've seen him at a few shows he's played, and it's so good to see him just killing it. Um, the bloke's jetting around the country, um, just absolutely slaying it. So I'm so proud of him, um, and I thank him so much for being on the podcast. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Okay, we're back. So guests, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Jack Rudder. What are you? I am a photographer, videographer from Australia, and yeah. So like, do do you identify more with a photographer or? Um, if someone asks me, I yeah. just say photographer. Why? I think videographer gives like. Just people who like just a, just a strange idea to kind of grasp what it is, you know. Photographer really? kind of just accept it and leave it as oh okay cool. Is that because you reckon photography is like more kind of mainstream? It is. There's a lot of photographers out there. Yeah, it is there's a bit saturated, isn't it? There's heaps yeah. of us, but usually they just think I do like weddings or something like that. So okay, and that then is, are they? No. Do you reckon they're disappointed? When yeah, they, they nod and smile and just go oh, okay, cool mate. That's, oh, that's it. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go. Where did you start this whole thing? Um, Tell me. Give me a brief history of Rodzi. All right. Cool. So. I do photography for bands and videography now, but when I first started, I started doing a film course at TAFE um, just after year 12. Yep. I was like really sick in year 12, um, missed like half the year and then came back, did my HSC, somehow like still passed all the courses, Huge. got a horrible ATAR though Fuck it. and uni was never for me anyway and I was always like really interested in film, I work at a theatre and mum was kind of just like, oh, you know, like... I've uh, signed you up for this course. Like, I don't care. You're just going to do it. Yeah. Like, Huge. my mom literally was yeah. like, yeah, you, you, I'm just going to make you do it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not doing anything else. And a gap year would have been terrible for me. Like, I just would have sat at home. Just, like, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the exact same thing for me. Dude, I used to make, like, Call of Duty montages and stuff. So, that would have been oh. the, like, <laughs> So, that's where, like, some of my editing came from. <laughs> See, all right. But, basically, she sent me to TAFE. Yep. I met a few guys on the first day there who played in a few local bands. Um, the tape was on Hunter Street in Newcastle and there used to be this venue called Drone or Homebrew Records mm-hmm. on the vent, on the actual street. Yeah. 
invited me to a couple of shows and obviously I said no because I didn't I was just anxious and didn't want to go to them yeah eventually they were like no you should really come out so I did um I met a guy called Mitch there he used to play in a band called Staunch and yeah yeah and he like kind of just like connected me with a few people in Newcastle like some of the Trophy Eyes boys as well back in the day done like one video for them which is just like a random one here and there but Knowing those dudes made me meet a lot of people around that were friends of them, like Louis Armstrong that plays in Big Velvet. Yeah, sick. Things like that. And while I was at TAFE, I got more interested in doing the video stuff. I bought a camera, yep. went to a few shows and just like filmed it, like holding it like with my hand up, you know, yep. just like at the back. And then eventually, um, after doing that for a while, I decided to buy a really good kind of video camera. Like I saved up. Spent some money on it and then... So when you say like good video... It was like a Sony A6300. So it's still to this day the one I use for everything. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's busted up. It's been broken multiple times, but that was the one which was like shot 4K, 120 frames a second. It was the one that I was like, this is going to like look professional. Yeah. Okay. And then funny enough, the first ever show I used it at, I went to Mindshank's last show. Ooh. Justice for the Dan played it, a few other things. And I just rocked up at the time. Like walked inside the venue and was like, yeah. I'm just going to shoot every single band. And I was like behind the drum kit. I was like getting all these angles and everything. It was crazy. And then I edited a video for Justice, like a 30 second video. Yeah. And just sent it to them. And like I woke up the next day and like they were all sharing it on Facebook and like saying how cool it was. Did a video for Mindshank and I was loving it. Yeah. And then Justice literally hit me up and said, yo, like, do you just want to come on tour? Fuck. And I was like. So what year was this? This was 2016, like late yeah. 2016. Yep. And I was like, oh, I guess so. Like, my parents had a hard time grasping, like, what a tour meant. Yeah. At that stage, I didn't even know what content they wanted. But mm. I went, did, like, a whole tour, gave them, like, a 30-second video, ended up missing the last day of the tour because, like, their car broke down or whatever. And I was spewing about that. But, yeah, yeah from there, I guess uh, I kept touring with Justice, did heaps of work for us crooks, all mutuals of those bands. Hellsworth Heaviest. Hellsworth Heaviest, straight up. Did a few tours of Staunch. Eat your heart out. All bands that were all entwined within a really big friend group. Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of like grew into me just like learning how to own my craft and Sick. do that from there. And yep. then obviously photos came a lot later than that. But yeah. So I, I when you brought up uh, TAFE, I, yeah. I, I did a Google. <laughs> okay. Do you have an IMDB credit? Is that you? So I Googled your name right. and you come up on IMDB as doing... <laughs> This thing called like a camera assistant on cartwheels and backflips. I have no idea what. Okay, it is. All right. so <laughs> but I, I was it. like, if this is like a deep dive, I was like, oh, sick. Jack Rudder's got an IMDb yeah, credit. Yeah. That's the feature film I've been working on for ten years. Well, it's an Australian. <laughs> I think it's an Australian like niche film, and I was like, oh, maybe he's worked on a film. Right. Okay. Right. If it's not you, don't worry about it. That's no. Fine. Um. So the study did that help you? Um. I feel like. <sighs> The problem with the TAFE court, like the people that were teaching me were experienced people within the film industry, you know, like they'd worked on a few major feature films here and they were still active producers and things like that as well. I feel like the course to me just like, it taught me the basics that you need to know, obviously, right? you know, like how to frame shots, right? What frames per second is, how to use your shutter speed, all that type of stuff. Um, But I feel like out of everybody in that course there was only a handful of like 15 to 20 people that did the actual diploma after a Cert 4. Really? And all the ones from Cert 4, like they were kind of just doing it as like a, a thing to kind of get them by and just like okay, just something paved to fill the time. away for a little bit. Right. The diploma were the ones that kind of made it through, but were still, I felt like 70% were just there because they didn't know what else they wanted to do. Interesting. And they couldn't get into communications at uni. 
Right. So they were kind of just doing that. Well, that's what I did at uni. And yeah. I, I didn't realize that was a kind of like pathway for mm, people. It definitely is. And this was called like screen and media. So it was yeah. definitely just like a film thing. Yeah. But out of all the people in it, I'm the only one who actively still like does things in the industry that I know of besides like one person really? but she hasn't done anything in years. Wow. And the problem is that they don't really teach you how to get out there and just do work. Yeah. They set you up for working in a big industry and like a film production company, but yep. you need to like do your own thing for a little bit and get out there. Do, do they teach you like the business side of it? Like, not really. No, no, not really. Like in a little bit, but they don't teach you that failure is okay. If that makes sense. Okay, like right. to go out there and just make some bad decisions, like sacrifice heaps of money and just like do shitty work for ages. They, until yeah. You they, good stuff. No one tells you that. Do no that. Especially like that. if you're doing freelance stuff, like it's like the perfect dream is like straight out of uni, do internship and then yeah. hopefully get a job from that. But a lot of people, if you're doing freelance, it's like mm-hmm. you have to live off two jobs. Like you're like, you're working two jobs. I'm yeah. working another job. I've worked like shitty jobs for the last four years. Yeah. Just like, half of my funds goes to living and half of my funds goes into the photography stuff. And it's like, it's, it's not sustainable forever, but at the moment, like I'm in a time in my life where I can do it. So like, sure. you may as well fucking do it. Yeah. You, straight up. Otherwise you don't have a chance of doing this. Straight up. Yeah. You got to just go out there and just like, just hack at it for ages until something kind of works. And if it doesn't work, then just, I guess, keep doing it if you love it. Yeah. That's it. Like that's, it's always comes back to that love of the art yeah. kind of thing. Like you've got to have the right intentions yeah. for it. It's full circle. You can, I can tell, a mile away whether someone doesn't like have a love for it and like, or, or they're just doing it for like the clout or, yeah like, and people go I mean I honestly go through stages of like being in and out of like not the love for what I do but so obviously self-confidence plays a big part and yeah. you'll have like two weeks where you don't shoot anything and you're just like oh I just want to go out and do it but I can still see that like the determination is in me and yeah. I can see it when it's on someone else The dr- like the drive's there but like although it doesn't have to be there at the forefront like yeah a hundred percent of the time but it's like you yeah. know it's like the thirst and the drive is yeah. always you can see it in their eyes when they take a shot like yeah i don't know it's this weird thing that i only like seen a few people that i've worked around because yeah. i don't get the pleasure of working with yeah other photographers all the time okay but you'll just see it in their eyes when they're getting those shots like, explain explain it's like, that to me i mean you know what it's like when you take a photo like when you know like i don't necessarily check my lcd screen a lot when i'm yeah. shooting i might if it's like a pretty chill shoot or whatever yeah but you know when like your exposure's right and the shutter speed's where it has to be to get movement yeah. and then someone does something and you just press it at the right time I, and yeah. you have that oh, like stuttering heart feeling like I can see it when like people are walking around hungry for that moment that's like I had that at so I was at um, basement in the story so far on Friday and yeah. I was shooting Endless Heights and Joel was just like Joel, Joel. The, lead, the lead singer <laughs> he's a fucking phenomenal front man but he was yeah. just going for it and I got this one like I got a f- lot of great shots but I got this one that I really liked and I was like yeah, that's gonna look good. Yeah, like I've got that one. And you know, hey, like yeah. you just want to get home. Like and just look at it straight yeah, away. You yeah. still the show, kind of hanging with your homies, but you're like, oh, I just want to get my laptop yeah, out. And just I had my laptop in my bag and I whipped it out. Yeah. Like, oh no, mate, I'll just put it away. I'll just enjoy my time with my. But friends. that's like, that's what I mean. Like, I always see it as well. You know, people hungry, obviously, to just get shots in general. But it's, I don't know, it's this weird specific look. I can't. I'm trying to explain it to you, but you okay. know what it's like. I do. Yeah, I, it's a feeling. Yeah, it's a vibe yeah. you kind of get. For sure. I'm always, I always walk up to people. I'm like, oh, you're vibing? Like, you're having a good time? Yeah. And sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, I am, dude. But you, yeah. Other you times just, they're uh, just like, oh, oh, it's another Yeah, show. yeah, it's another gig. But I mean, obviously, you know, if you do a big tour, a show is a show. But if you're there and like, you think of it in the terms of, I'm hired to document this moment. Yeah. For this specific purpose. And like everything tonight is like going to be saved forever by me. So yeah. that's when it comes down to that. I so. do. I do love that. Like without, I talked about this a bit with grit, like mm-hmm. without us, like people just have their memories kind of thing. That like it's, it. 
and that like that's great but like we just like people can go back and like i've had a lot of people message me on instagram be like i love your shots like they just remind me of that gig and like i think of like when i think of that gig i think of your shot and like just highlights how much i enjoyed that gig and i was like that's kind of that's all it's It's about yeah imperative um you're so you're basically in music like like stay in music kind of thing the same with me how did you know music is where you wanted to be um i guess like playing music as well yeah eventually helped because i started playing in bands as the photography thing was kind of like kicking off at the same time and i don't know i guess for me just like music is just like everything that feels like my whole persona like i can't go a day without like i can't even drive my car without listening to music no it sends me crazy I'm like I've talked. I like uni was a big part of this. I talk to people at uni. I'm like, oh, like what music are you into? You into? And they go, don't listen to music. Mm. And I'm going, well, yeah. do you have a personality or like aliens like, are real? Man. Yeah, <laughs> I just like I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Like my mum, like she likes music, but she's not into music. Right. I'm like, like mum, like what do you want to listen to in the car? And she's like, I don't know, yeah. like Pat's podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> that. Um, but I, I like put like my stuff on. She's like, oh, this isn't very good. I'm like, no, this is great. But like, what do you? Oh, put what you what you want to listen to on? She's like, oh, put Elvis on. And yeah, I was like, right. Oh, come on, mum. Like, I love Elvis, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess like for me, being at shows is what I'll be doing anyway. Yeah. And I just love everything about why people go to shows. You know, like it's that whole release thing. You know yeah. what I mean? People go there because they're like. They obviously love the bands that are playing, but they could have had a really shit week and they just yeah. want to just like have yeah. that three or four hours at a show where it's just... They're just yelling and screaming. They're just there, just losing their minds to yeah. it. You know what I mean? And I feel like I love surrounding myself by like-minded people. And yeah. when I'm in my element and in my zone, like I'm a very confident person in myself because that's my like world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as soon as it's taken away from me, I just can't exist as a human. I'm just walking I'm, around aimlessly. I, li- I love that. Because like, it's like me in sport. Like I love AFL, mm-hmm. but it's like, going to a footy game and going to a gig to me like the same kind of thing like everyone in the crowd is there to watch these people like perform but like it, to me it's just like the purest form of human emotion do you know what I mean like everyone's wearing their heart on their sleeve like Fully. if everyone's there for the right intentions like obviously you get like industry people who are there to critique and whatever but yeah. like fuck them yeah it's just like the people who like go to watch the footy it's like they only want their team to do well they just want good footy to be played and same with music like it's just the huge like the best form of emotional release for sure to to watch anyway and especially to photograph like yeah because people like live or die by like bands and like um teams people are passionate yeah that's what that's all it is it's passionate and people i don't know there's something special about that sort of like element yeah and it's one of those things that you only really know if you like are in the world as well like i could take you know my girlfriend to a show and she'll get it but like i feel like there's a level where you've kind of got to accept that you're going to lose yourself to it to be able to fully understand it. You've got to be a part of it and go to a show and like mosh like an idiot for a bit. Yeah. Or like go there and get punched in the face and come home smiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's and like, my, like I've done that before and I took my brother to see Bring Me the Horizon last time and he got almost knocked out because I took him into the pit and I was like, what are you doing taking him into the pit? And I was like, I didn't take him in there. He yeah. dragged me in there. Yeah. And I was like, and now he's front row, right? Yeah, he's front row. He's front row at the latest tour of the fucking psychopath. Uh, but that's, that's what it's about. And like, I wish yeah. I had someone like that at his age. I, I mean, I'd probably get a footy game and if someone dragged me down there and full made me like really get into it, yeah. I'd probably like it. You know it I mean? it's, the, it's the fucking bit. I'll take you to an AFL. Yeah, straight I'll up. I'll take you to an I'd AFL. I love that. Um, all right, so I went through our messages. Okay. Because um, I was just tr- trying to scroll. Like, I went through them recently actually as well. So the first time you messaged me was about I did a music video like or to a recap for Dear Seattle and you were just saying like, thank you so much. You was thanking me, saying thank you so much for doing this. It's like re-inspired me to do some work. Yeah. 
and like I had been such a fan of you for so long and then you messaged me being like thank you so much for this I'm like I don't understand but like yeah. coming from you that means so much so like and like your Twitter is a lot like you don't talk a lot mm-hmm. but you repost a lot of people's things it's all about like positivity for you yeah I mean I guess that's the whole vibe like I never want to be too positive in the in the state that I feel like you just get kind of pushed around a little bit if yeah, you if like you always like that. Yeah. I feel like for me, I just like supporting people who are doing good work. Yeah. And like some of the people I retweet still have like a lot of attention as well. But I just want to have it as kind of like a catalogue of things that I like as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I just love, I mean, I'm inspired by all my friends. Like yeah. every day, like I'm opening my Instagram and seeing, you know, all my mates posting like cool shit that yeah. inspires me to go out and shoot a show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that video specifically, I remember I was going through like a hell rough time with video content, especially right. like when I was doing heaps of music videos, I was doing it all just by myself Yeah, and I loved doing it, but it just got to a stage where they were happening so frequently that I couldn't creatively put all the effort into it. Yeah, right. And I wish at the time I'd like put off work to just focus on just one at okay. the time. And I have a lot of respect for people that can go out and just do, you know, 10 music videos in two months and every single one smashes like, it. Is it Kieran? Like, um, Crystal Arrow. Yep. Kez smashes it. Oh, Every single one I, is, like, better than the other one. I don't understand how he does it. Like, the yeah. drive and, like, everything's... If I was doing that, it like, every video would end up looking the same. But For he sure. just constantly managed to, like, change. And, like, it's just phenomenal. Like, like, he's one of the few videographers, you included, where, like, I'm excited when I see that yeah. you... And that Colin Jeffs guy, I don't know if you've seen his stuff, but he's been smashing it lately as well. Yeah. He's been doing videos for like Alf Wolf. That's right. V1 for Dealer as well. Uh, Diamond Construct. Heaps of bands kind of in the similar kind of right. realm, but he's been smashing every single one and they all get better as well. Wow. He's, done, he's doing like six in the next like two weeks or something that I saw him post the other day and they're all insane. So oh, I respect sure. the people, sure. but in saying that, I was just, yeah, in a lull doing heaps of work that I wasn't particularly proud of. Yeah. I can look back at now and in reflection and go, okay, like it was a cool time in my life where that was what I was doing. Yeah. But just seeing you do that, I don't know. It was just like full brought me back to why I love doing it. And I love just like live shots and everything as well. And just like, you know, having all the stills that were cut together and shit. Yeah. So I just like, I hadn't seen that done in ages and it just like, I don't know. I just loved it. And me just messaging you just, I don't know. It actually like made my heart swell. Yeah. But then like <laughs> someone came up, someone messaged me afterwards like, oh, it's like a full catfish in the bottom and rip off. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, they were like, oh, this is this where you got the inspiration from? And I love catfish in yeah. the bottom. And, but like they sent me a link to the video and it was literally oh, the same no. concept. And I went, oh no. Shouldn't have told me that. I no. fucked it. And I've just copied. And I, like, no. I hadn't seen the video before. I was but like, that's another thing. Like I, even a lot of my photos, like sometimes I'll color photos how I like someone else's because I just I just yeah. love it and like I'm like oh I'd really like to try that out, you know like I feel the way I sometimes compose shots, saying like it would be the same for any other photographer you've seen that happen somewhere else you know yeah. the tour rolls around and you're the third date of the tour yeah and photographers in Brisbane and Sydney have already posted it yeah you're gonna see how the kind of they move as well and you're gonna kind of get ideas and it's just yeah. all about breaking it down but it's just. I don't know. Everyone's inspired by different things and you can see it in other people's work and it's not necessarily a fact that you're kind of copying anyone. It just means that you really fucking like it and then yeah. you, you think it's cool as hell. Well, it's it's like, it's a toss up between like copying mm-hmm. and just being inspired by it. Yeah. So I could talk to Georgia about it, Georgia Maloney, who I got yeah. on, I will get on. Um, and she was like talking about how she did that kind mm-hmm. of because she does a lot of the art um, and like physical sure. art stuff with her photos um, and how she got inspiration from someone but didn't like credit that as well. Right, and so like right. that person like didn't call her out, but like message her being like, Hey, like oh, wow, yeah. 
just had they had like a discussion about it and she learned from that and then but like she's seeing people now do it to her kind of work I and it's see, like I oh, see. like it's a bit of an awkward yeah it's an interesting thing isn't it i don't know i think just keep creating art and just do what you like and people are always gonna if anything it's i mitch strangman actually told me once that yeah. it's the greatest compliment to your work if someone's doing what you're doing 100 percent, yeah know? And that's like, I learned most of what I do now from the modesty of that man. So yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, I'm can't wait to get him on. Yeah. I just can't wait to get inside that little head of his. I just love like being in a room and just having him there and like, I'll geek out about his work and he's so super chill about it. Like, yeah. It just, just brings you on this weird level. Where you're like, okay, he's got it figured out. He knows. He does. Like. He has it figured out, doesn't he? Yeah. It's just, there's something about He'll never that. tell you either how he does it. He just I'm not even sure he knows. <laughs> no, like, he doesn't. It's just, okay. Um, yeah, enough about Mitch. Okay. I will geek yeah, well, out. I will, geek, well. I will geek out about him for hours. So, when you shoot a gig, mm-hmm. what goes through your head? Um, okay, so I'll do video first. Yep. Because I know we had someone okay. ask about let's, that. Let's stop. Let's let's okay. go. All right. So you do video and photo. Yeah. What do you like doing more? Okay. Um, I feel like that. Oft, it obviously, honestly, changes, man. Like I feel on a tour. Both of them just work hand in hand because I'm hired to do the same, and I just I just love doing both when I'm on fire, like when I know that I'm in the zone of what I'm doing. Yeah, and I can just open my laptop and just go, okay, I'm just gonna cut this right now. Then it's good. Yeah. But if I've had a couple of weeks off from a tour and I come back and do something else, my mind isn't trained to do the thing. You're not like yeah, okay. exactly. But when I'm in the zone, I feel like video is is a lot more prominent for me. So I'm a photographer, yeah. and I'm. I'll stay, I'll probably stay a photographer. Mm-hmm. I'll, I may do video on the side in the future or whatever, but I'll be a photographer. So what, explain to me what appeals to you as right. like about video as, in f- comparison mm. to still photos. I feel like for me, it's the whole kind of like planning thing before it. Like I'll get to a show, I'll walk in, I'll suss out the whole entire venue. Obviously you'd probably do the same and look at the lighting and kind yep. of look at the infrastructure and see how you're going to compose shots. But then I start thinking about the story of the show and how I want that to be captured. Right. Because you know? people at the show expect, if I'm a tour with Polaris, yep. they expect a video recap of kind of like the week, if that's what we've already been putting out. Yep. And they will literally probably wait. Like I've seen comments that they've waited for the video for days. Really? Try. And I just want them to watch it and have that in their mind that that was what the night was. Like it does it justice. Same as what we talked about before with the photos, you know, yep. and people seeing it and bringing them back to that moment. I just want to tell the story of the night, how I saw it, if right. that makes sense. But yeah. It's so exciting, man. Like, it's just so great. But like, you, know? you can do that with photos. So like what can, the video, can. the video element, what appeals to that? I just love like cutting shit together to make it look sick as fuck. Right. I, I know. I just love seeing someone on stage. Like, you know, I had this shot in one of the Polaris recaps where Jake did this crazy bass slide. Yeah. At the start of the song. And sometimes before a tour, I'll know we have to do three recaps and yeah. I'll go through before it and pick out the songs that I want to use. Right. Cut them together for a minute. Okay. And then pre-plan kind of like what parts of be. the song you need to cut yeah. into it. Right. There's a whole lot that like mentally goes into it. So like the first one of the tour, I like the songs to be like pretty fast paced and pretty yep. in your face to keep people's attention. Cause I don't feel like anyone cares for a video for less than 10 seconds. Like people's minds are trained yep. to just scroll past shit on Instagram. Right. But I just want to make that first kind of minute just like insane. So I'll purposely be like, okay, I'm going to get pit shots, mm. get everything looking like it's just chaos and just do that for the first show. Second show, I might break it down a little bit and do something a little bit different. Yep. But most of the time, I just want to make it hectic. So, like, that's most of the planning, like, in my head. I've never thought about picking the songs before mm. you film it. 
No one gives me the time I do, yeah. Because, like, like, I'm going to be doing the same thing for Sons of the East mm-hmm. in Europe. But I've, I've just never thought... Because, I mean, to me now, now that you've said it, it makes so much sense because you can capture the part on, like, a, like a bass line the way you know yeah. it's in the song. Yeah, we actually did it in soundcheck, though. Oh, really? So I was like, hey, can I just get this... I filmed it all in slow motion. I was like, I just want to get, like, two shots of it. He's like, all right, sick. And then you grade it so it looks like a show footage. No fucking, one knows yeah, anything else. So. Behind the scenes. Yeah, but you're, I feel you're like... a scam artist. I am a scam artist. But I feel like in that regard, um, you've just kind of... I don't know. It all just comes down to the planning and that whole thing just excites me. I hate... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I hate planning shots before I photograph them only because everything changes as soon as you get in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But for some reason with video, I just know like where to be. Is it like the energy? Like, because obviously you can only capture so much movement and energy in a still shot. Yeah. Whereas like with video... It's, I think it's unlimited kind of, do you know what I mean? It is, it is. It's kind of like, I kind of vibe off the artist I'm working with as well. Like, yeah, everyone does. And most of the time, like they'll see me, as soon as they see me with a still camera, like sometimes I'll turn around and kind of play off a bit for the camera. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's something about me holding the video camera and the way I like, I've been told it's the thing that the way I kind of like swivel my body and like lean into people and stuff. Like, it, really? It gets them like excited to like, that I'm filming them. Oh. And like, I notice the change in their face. Like when I film Nick from Justice. Yeah. He like has this different look that he does and he'll like amp up. Like Ryan Polaris wow. like does the craziest shit when I like, he does it in fairness when I take photos too. Yeah. He just loves it. But yeah, but it's just like video, he's on show. It's like he knows that there's only probably like two songs in the set where I can film video. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing as well. I have to break down the set. I know I've got, you know, two songs to do it. Right. And, and you, do rest. you film for those whole two songs? Yes. Yeah. And then right. every night I change over what song I do okay. for photos and video. Right. So one night I'll do video for the first song, yeah. photos for the second, and then it takes me like half a song to get to the media pit on those big arena stages. Yeah. So I have to sacrifice half a song Yeah. and then do photos there and video and then I just vice versa at the next night. Okay. So then I always cover my tracks. All right. So sense. we're going to come back to that arena because okay. I've got so many questions okay. to ask about that. But um, yeah, in short, I love doing video when... I'm in the zone, but when I'm home, I don't necessarily just take my video camera out to shows. It's right. only like a more high thing that I do. Okay. I used to do that back in the day, yep. but now I just like, am just obsessed with just taking photos like at local shows and stuff and I'll just go do that. Yeah. Right. So your style, yeah. do you think you have a style? Uh, I don't, I don't know. We talked about this in the car before. We did, but... we did, but I feel like I have been told before that I do. But I feel like even since then, it's changed. Because I don't think you have an editing style. No, I don't think I do either. But I can I can and can't recognize when you've taken a photo. Like, yeah. after I've looked at it, I'm like, that's obviously a Rudsy mm-hmm. shot. But then, like, when I see it pop up, I'm like, "Who's? what's this? Because yeah. it's like, to me, it's so... I don't want to use the word groundbreaking. Because, like, I don't think there's any originality left mm-hmm. anymore. But it's new to me. Okay. Like, I haven't seen shit like that done before. And, like, I was going through Instagram, just the way you edit and, like, the movement you capture in your photos like is so vastly different to anyone else. Right. It's like I really only follow Australian artists, mm-hmm. photographers, but no one else is doing that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. But like so do you um, back to the style thing like is it more just about like being more dynamic and I mean maybe it comes from like the video world as well, like the way I shoot. I just I just try and capture shots that I would scroll past and stop and be like that's right. sick as fuck. Because, like, you talked about me and Mitch and, yeah. like, Grit. And, yeah. like, we obviously have very, I don't know how to say this, like, very, not iconic, but, like, you see a photo of ours and you know it's out, yeah. get it. 
kind of thing. Like the content, either one, like yeah. a bit different, but like you know the edit's ours. Yeah. It's interesting because even when you do color photos, I can tell your color photos. Can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay, you're probably going to ask why. I, 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 but I was, but I'm like, I don't think you have an answer. I, I do have an answer. All right, go. Yeah. Hit me. It's the... What I like about your photos and why I can tell it's yours is because you don't alter too much of like what's going on right. in the hues or anything like that. Yeah. It's more of the colors that are naturally there and yeah. played around a bit a bit. You might make it a little less contrasty and yeah. add some grain or whatever, but it's very like real to what's happening, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's what you and Grid do though is like you're very like true photojournalists in the fact that yeah. you document what's happening and you are like pretty like in your face about it. Yeah. And... Because, like, yeah. I've talked to people who identify as photojournalists mm-hmm. and they won't edit their shit at all. Like, they'll yeah. pretty much rip it straight off the... Just raw and just, like, leave it as that. Pretty much raw, but, like, they'll obviously, like, touch the exposure and stuff, but then, like, they'll leave it. And then I've had people complain, being like, why aren't my photos interesting? I'm like, it's because, like, you're not editing your photos. Yeah, right, Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you either go down the photojournalism path, path or... You go down like the photographer, mm. like art path, and I feel like because your photos are still arty, though. Like that's what that's why I'm so, like I think I'd identify more with the like arty sense, but like in the sense like someone like Ruby or Georgia, mm-hmm. like they they'd be more the arty sure. end of the spectrum, sure. whereas like mine's more like it's I don't like play around with Photoshop or anything, yeah, because I'm not very good at it. But like I just don't know what to do in that element. So like I feel like documenting yeah. is my kind of thing. It's interesting, hey, because I feel like. <clears throat> I just started shooting hardcore bands and like yep. just literally using a flash, just hoping that I got a shot and yep. then cropping it to the shit house and just like adjusting it and making it look, in my opinion, like you were in the moment. And like, yeah, it's all just, as he said, about the movement of the shot. Um, and I feel like if you really just took all my photos off my Instagram and like took the color off it and everything and just yep. looked at them side by side, you'd notice a pattern. Okay. But it's only the fact that every week I'm inspired by something new wow. and I just go, okay, that's cool. I want to do that. Yeah, and like maybe that hurts me in a way that people don't know what my photos are like from a distance. I don't think it hurts you. I think it. I don't know. Like it's people. People like look at that and go like, he can do anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like people look at me and like, oh, like he's really good at black and white shots. He can do color as well. Like, yeah, that's all right. But like they look at your stuff and say, like, fuck, like he could do anything for us. Yeah. Like we can hire him to do this, or we can hire him to do his own thing, and he'll yeah. whip out something yeah. amazing. I will just work with whatever someone wants me to do. I've never really had anyone specifically tell me what they want me to edit. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, Bobby from Justice will want like color photos on a run. Sometimes yep. if it's working with a theme, like you want something different. Yeah. I know personally his taste, he doesn't like black and white photos, right. but funny enough, the more like I get better. Yeah. I could put any photo on black and white. I know he'll probably use it because he knows the shot's just good. Yeah. But in saying that, I don't know. I, it depends on the whole vibe of the band as well. Like yeah. I love doing color stuff with Polaris, black and white shots. Are, you know, I love doing it when it's really moody. Yeah. Um, but that depends on the lighting of the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some okay. photos, you might just have that one spotlight that looks sick and you're just like, okay. Yeah. You got to work with what you've got kind of yeah. thing, but you won't know until you exactly. kind of rock up. Um, all right. So let's go into Europe now. Mm-hmm. So I'm <clears throat> interested because I'm going to Europe in like two weeks, but your tour was vastly different to m- what mine would be because you were doing arena shows. So you're on tour with Polaris, Polaris. who was supporting architects. architects and Beartooth were also there as well. So what was that like? It was crazy, yeah. It was like... So, hold on, before we delve into that, so, like, the tours you've done around Australia, mm-hmm. mostly, like, local bands, like, yep. what yep. was, like, the biggest kind of run you've done in Australia? Um, Definitely the Polaris Headline Tour they did yep. last year. So, that was, like, Metro? Yeah, that was Metro. Um, where they play in Brisbane? That's probably my phone. It's all right. 
Um, so they played. Oh, God, what was oh the Brisbane one was outside the bright side in the car park. Oh, there. I I was talking to my mate uh, Scar and Brizzy, and she said, yeah, that's like a new kind of venue. It, it definitely is. is yeah, cool? it was sick, man. Yeah, literally, like I literally walked up the car park. I don't know if you know the car park next to the bright side, the yeah. really tall one. Walked all the way up to the roof and just hanged my camera over. Fuck. Literally, like if I dropped it, it would have killed someone for sure. Ooh. But I was just filming from the top, like the wall of death at the end and everything. And it was the coolest shit ever. I and the sound was all that. ricocheting off the building. So it was really? super interesting. But yeah, I had to like sweet talk the security guard to let me up there. But I got in the lift, sacrificed one song, got up there, ran over to it, it filmed worked. it. Ran all the way back, got the encore as well. But that was a pre-planned thing as well. Though, yeah, well, know? I mean, like you're looking at that huge thing. All I day can, I was looking I at it and I just wanted to do it, you know. And I've done shows there before when it hasn't been a venue in the car park. And right. I've still looked up there and said, I want to really? be up there one day. Yeah, Didn't well, know it was that easy, in fairness. I mean, it's a car park. Yeah, and I've been up there since. I, every time I'm near the oh, really? side, I walk up there just for the sake of it. Just for the lols. Just for the fun of it. But okay. That was probably the biggest one. You know, they did sold out every single show. Wow. Like, and they've done that for 21 consecutive shows in Australia, just like smashing it. And the venues have gotten bigger. Yeah. Um, but like selling out the Metro, you know, a few bands do it, but like that vibe that night was just like on a whole new level. I remember you seeing Trophy I mean? Eyes at the Metro and that was special. Like yeah. that's the only way you can yeah. describe it was special. For sure. That venue like... Has so many memories in those walls, man. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It is a fucking phenomenal yeah. venue. Uh, so, in comparison with Australia, then, what yeah. was that tour like doing arenas in um, Europe? Well, usually when like a band will headline here and they go back to supporting a tour, it's like you've just been pushed all the way back down the bottom. And yep. It's like, okay, we're going to open the show. Like a bit of an ego check. Yeah, it's a bit of an ego check. It's like, okay, there could be some people there. You know, yep. it's, we're playing half hour off the doors, sometimes like 45 minutes. Yep. Are people going to have time to cloak their jackets to get in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's winter over there. You got to think about that. All these different scenarios, but every single show, like people were waiting outside at eleven a.m. like in the snow to watch it. You really? Know what I mean? Are, I they, are they always... like kind of like a big deal over there? Um. Well, they've done a tour over there. They've done two tours before that. I'm right. pretty sure they did never say die, and then another one with We Came as Romans. Yeah. And they've definitely got a fan base. Okay. Um. But I mean, people just pack out for Architects, man, and people love Beartooth and like Polaris are on the rise, and yeah, every show there was like almost full capacity for Polaris. Some shows there was, it was really? like, it seemed like by the end of their set, like it was just packed. That's pretty phenomenal. It was insane. But like, but the difference though, is yeah, what you're asking, would yeah. be the fact that for me, I had to change the whole way. Like I kind of like am in that environment, you know, because when Polaris do a tour here, a headline tour, like I know all the crew, I've worked with them before for yep. years and I know my place, I know where to be, where not to stand. Yep. By the, you know, two shows in, you know, we work with a lighting girl called Zoe and she's got her own setup. Yeah. And like, I know where all the lights are going to be. I know where not to go. But over there, there's like, you know, 30 or 40 crew members. Yep. And then Beartooth have their own crew as well. Wow. Polaris have obviously a tour manager, a sound guy. Did they have a light guy? Not a light guy though. Okay. And then just dealing with like all these people that are professionals in their own realm that like, you're just a photographer. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like you need to learn. Like I had to make a few times where... I'd be standing somewhere where I shouldn't have, or yeah. I know like that I shouldn't be here before right. doors or you've kind of got to learn how to like surround yourself with people that do this for a living and don't care like yeah. who you are, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially on a tour with that much jeopardy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Polaris will set up in front of Dan's kit from Architects, the risers there, they've got the banners everywhere, they've got pyros and shit yeah. and like all you would need to do is accidentally stand somewhere you shouldn't have and the whole show's fucked. Wow. Every single thing. Like, I'm talking like six hours of like setting up one specific laser 
to be in line with the other ones. Oh, and all it would take for you to knock out those box of lasers and the whole show is ruined. Wow. It's like a very like stressful yeah. environment. But once you know it, like and you do 10 shows on a tour, like every night the stage is the same. It, it might get a little bit smaller, but yeah. everything is where it's meant to be. So I guess in that regard, it was different because I had to, you know, obviously learn my place. Um, stages are a lot bigger. A lot of people, my anxiety was obviously a lot higher because yeah. of that reason. And the right. content was like, I had to, sm- I mean, obviously my turnaround is the same every time I work with them. Yeah. Every night I try and get the photos out before. Like I've only ever not done that kind of once. Right. And in Europe, that was in Australia where I just got too drunk in Brisbane and yep. the show finished yep. and then we go home and whatever else. But in Europe, it only happened once because in Paris, I couldn't get any Wi-Fi. I walked like two Ks to a Macca's. It wouldn't work there oh, either. And then it was for an actual press shoot as well. Oh, really? And then I had to like give that, you know, as a late turnaround as well yeah. and all that stuff. But generally, when the turnarounds are that hectic for videos and photos and this added pressure of that and all the people there, it's just like this heightened constant stress and anxiety. Right. But you get comfortable as time goes on. So you, what was your routine like? So, because I've always wondered about this, like touring full time, because yeah. that's like my dream is touring full time, yeah. like doing arenas kind of thing. That's like yeah. the, my ultimate goal. What's it like routine wise? Right. So, so run me through like a just a sta- standard, a standard day. day. Yeah. Right. So let's say you finish the show in Spain. The next show is in France. Yep. You rock up to the venue in the morning. Okay. Like you wake up. So you drive overnight. Drive overnight. Usually you have a driver. Yep. And you'll get to the venue. And if you like, I usually go to bed super late. Anyway, right. I'm usually like. The late to the bus call. So like, give me like give me times. Let's say ten a.m. You get you wake up in the bus. Yep. You stick your head out and go, holy shit! I have no idea where the hell I am. This yep. is really weird. And you kind of like look around a little bit. You'll see kind of like the crew kind of like walking to and from the back doors. So like the architects, like yep. kind of like the yep. stage. You'll see crew. the drivers that have just finished their shift and they're walking in and out of catering, getting like a coffee or something like, right. or just water because they don't want to obviously stay awake. Yeah. And then you go, okay, that's where everything's going to be. And then. I know some people that will sleep in the bus until 2 p.m., right. get up, walk in, get ready, play the show, and go back to bed. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Okay. But I, like, can't stay in that bunk because I fucking hate it. No. It is the worst thing okay. in the world. Yeah. So, I literally get up, get my shit, put my shoes on, and I'll just, like, real scat, just walk in the venue and just look for the signs that say where the green room is. Yep. Dump my shit in there. And then, first things first, I'll just walk to where the actual stage is. Most okay. of the time, it's only, like, half set up. Yep. And I'll just completely scope out the venue. Like, I'm talking like, I need to scope where every exit door is for how to get upstairs. Yep. Make sure that I can get back down to where backstage is and then have like a full plan of how I'm going to do the thing the whole show. Because there's been times where I've walked upstairs to get a shot and the exit door's closed behind me and I've been stuck upstairs the whole show. Fuck. It's happened like a lot of times. Right. Yeah. Paris significantly. Yeah. Whole night ruined because of that. And that was for the press one too. So, it was just a terrible time. And I hate Paris now because of it. But yeah. You need to, I would scope it out and then, you know, go to catering. If my work isn't done from the night before, yep. I'd finish that first of all. Okay. And then by the time the guys get up, ready to go, it's all done. So you're getting up before the guys then? Most of the time, yeah. And Sometimes the, the guys are in there already with the tour manager. Jamie's yeah. always there doing merch. He's always like... Like setting it up? Yeah, he's right. there setting it up. I'll go say hello to him. Yeah. Rendezvous. But as soon as that's done, I will just get my laptop out. And even if I know I've done the photos for the night before, yeah. I'll go back through unflag everything and yep. just reflag photos as I go on. Cause when you're in a rush, like yeah, you, you'll just yeah, miss, you miss stuff. Yep. so much shit. So I'll do that. But most of the time, the video content, that is the time where I have to get that done. Okay. Cause after a show, I'll come back and within an hour after they come on stage, my photos are done. 
Oh, really? Yeah, within wow. an hour. Because okay. I know, like, I can just tell what photos he likes, what yep. photos you don't like. And I know they only need, like, you know, five to ten of each member per show. Yeah. A good crowd shot or two or three, you know, to select. And enough to cover all bases because I know kind of like what they like posting at this time. Yeah. And then the next day is obviously when I send more content, the candid stuff, right, things okay. like that. But the video content has to be done then because if you're in a green room after a show and everyone's pissed, yeah, you can't sit there with headphones on and edit the video, especially yeah, you, when you're tired as well. Especially like, like you kind of want to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. As well. Like if everyone's exactly. drinking beers, it's like, fuck it. Like, Architects are playing crazy. Yeah, exactly, I don't want to yeah. go watch them. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's the time where to myself because I have to work like, I have this weird thing where I can edit photos of other people are here. Yeah. But videos, I have to be by myself. That's what I think like it's different because you have to watch and listen yeah. and like, it's Word. rhythmically like it's almost like I'm just I think of it sometimes as if I'm like kind of playing music it's really weird like I'll sit there and groove out and like I'm very much edit sometimes with my eyes closed where I'll like listen to something and mark everything yep. as I'm kind of like listening to a song and I just rhythmically cut it and yep. I don't like showing too many people my stuff before it's done as well photos yep. obviously I don't care about but videos it's hard to gauge whether something's going to be good if it's not perfect okay so interesting. that's generally the day and then obviously the show goes on okay so hold up so you've so You've scoped the venue out. Yep. You've done your video work. Yeah. And then, so like what time of day is oh, this? True. So that's uh, probably video work's done by like four. Okay. So, but like, so there's a gap between, so you've walked into the venue at yep. like what, like 10, 11? Yeah. Scoped the venue out. Yeah. And then, so like there's a huge gap between. There's so. catering, obviously, like in the middle of the day, you eat some lunch yep. or if we have time, we like going and looking at the city. So like, is that what you do between like 12 and like four o'clock yeah. kind of thing? Cause yeah. I was going to ask like, how often do you get a chance to go out and explore? Not as often as you think as right. well. Like it kind of just depends on where you're situated. A lot of the venues for arenas can't yeah. be in the city because they're yeah. too big. Okay. Um, but if it's a smaller venue near the city, we'll just like do that because content is awesome and everyone likes walking yeah. out and filming people doing cool shit. But so you're also like you're in Europe. You're in <laughs> Europe, you know yeah. what I mean? So, we are fortunate enough, like, in Berlin, we were, like, a minute walking to Berlin Wall, like, the main Sick. bit. Yeah. So, we were out all the time walking around getting burgers and just doing cool shit like that. Yeah. But fortunately enough, then I already finished my work before that show. Okay. And I just hustled so I could actually relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, let's say we get back at four. The guys then have to start setting up the drum kit. They, like, tune in their guitars, restring almost every show. Yeah. And that's when, like, I hate missing those moments because... Some of my best photos have been when I'm like, oh, I should go out there and, and like probably just like get some shots at the moment. Yeah. And I walk out and like, you know, architects are testing their sick lights and Ryan's there restringing in front of the coolest yeah. lights. Yeah, it's just like they're, just like, like they're in their moment, but also like this shit's yeah. happening behind them. And then. like, you know, you know what it's like. The, it's stuff that people take, like that people on a tour take for granted that for sure. like people like want to peek at. You know what for I mean? Sure. Like, the, like sure. the fans and stuff. Yeah. And that's like the whole thing that I'm trying to capture with the vibe with the videos as well is that all the behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people don't show is what I'm trying to do. Like the whole yep. doco is a fly on the wall thing. Yeah. You know, the way I shoot sometimes is very much exposing the things that people don't want to see, but yep. I just but love it. Obviously not in a bad way, not but just like, way, you no. just kind of like a peek behind the curtain of exactly. what actually goes on. And people love it. They're always the photos that get the most likes as well. So yeah. Um, so the whole routine thing. So that's pretty, so like, okay, so the show starts, yep. you shoot the show and then like it loops around. Yeah. What does that do to like your inspiration kind of thing? Like, and like your, your drive if you're shooting like the same sort of set every night yeah because like i'm about to do this so i'm like kind of like worried yeah, about right, this. right um shooting the same sort of set every night you have limited time to like go out and like be inspired by mm-hmm. things you're in this cramped tiny van with six sweaty big dudes yeah what does that do to kind of like your inspiration and like uh i mean 
there was obviously a few times where I'd struggle to kind of get up and be like, oh, okay, we've yeah. got another day of this shit. But you'll just get there and you'll start talking to like some random person at catering that's there for the complete different reason from you. Right. But you're there on the other side of the world just talking to them. And yeah. then you have that moment where you're like, holy shit, like I'm getting paid to it be brings in, you in back. Scotland to take photos of this sick band. Yeah. And like every night the lighting's usually different. Okay. The venues are different. Yeah. And it's this whole different like playing field. I yeah. kind of just look at it every night like this is my world that I get to create. Yeah. And like I just do it and it's sick. And every night like... Obviously, as I said, there were some bad shows and some good shows where the lighting was terrible or I'd have a shit night, you know what I yeah. mean? I'd stuff up like half the shoot. But that shoot makes you hungry to get the next one right. Okay. So it always just really balances it out in a weird way. And right. I just find new ways to kind of like, you know, someone might come off stage and say, oh, did you see what I did? Like, did you get that shot of me doing that? I'm like, oh, no, I missed it, man. Next time. And the next time you're like, I'll I got get it. this. Like, yeah. Whether it takes me three weeks, I'll get it. Yeah. Know? I mean, that's what you have like. If you're doing repetitive shows, you've got that like the third and fourth chance to do that. For sure. Um, so you, we talked in the car before, did you, so you didn't have the idea for the doco when you went over? We did have a rough idea rough for idea, it. Yeah. Um, I remember talking to Dan before we left that I wanted to do a bigger video piece. Okay. Um, but I didn't specifically shoot too much for it at the time. Right. Like I got a few interview pieces here and there. Yeah. The plan was to come home and do a lot of it back here. Like the interviews? The interviews back here. Yeah. But the time schedule just didn't line up with when it wanted to be released. Yeah. And the more I edited it, the more I liked how raw it was. Okay. Because people can tell like they're having a great time. You don't need to sit yeah. them in a room no. with like, you know, really nice lighting and a good mic to say it was sick. You can yeah. just notice that from a mile away. And as well as that, I didn't want to make it any longer than like 22 minutes or whatever it was. Anyway, okay. it's just too long. So I don't know. I like the vibe. I kind of shot how I normally shoot and I yep. just had... Since it was four weeks, I had a shitload of footage and I thought, let's just do it. Okay. Because there was doubts. I was like, okay, I don't know if oh, I'm really? going to pull it off. Like, even editing it. Some yeah. of the flow, I was a bit like, oh. Even watching it back now, like, I feel like I'm determined to make the next one a lot more structurally better. Right. Um, but, Is it, but does that then just involve more planning before you... Heaves of planning. Okay. It's like a whole different ball game. It's like planning the small recaps and the photos and then the big fish at the end. It's yeah. like, that's the thing I'm chasing as okay. well. So it's... It's all heaps of planning, but... Right. Yeah. So, in the doco, I notice a lot of the shots, like, of them on stage. Like, you're on stage as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, was that, like, restrict... Were you, like, restricted from being in the photo pit? Or was the angle just, like, not... It was more the fact that... Because you only get three songs... Yeah. Pretty much worldwide in the media pit. Right. Even if you're working for the support Even man? if you're working for the really? support Really? On big arena shows like that, the security wow. just won't care. Wow, okay. There was times when I just do it anyway. Most of the time, they didn't notice me walk past them. Right. And then it's too late. They're just like, oh, whatever. They've got to watch the crowds. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like on those big stages, there's, it takes so much time to walk from one side to the other yep. to get both amounts of content that I just end up filming a lot on stage. And then right. the front stuff I got here and there, Okay. there wasn't heaps. Like you'll see more of it in the recap videos, footage of them on stage. Right. But I don't know. I just felt like with the big crowds, it was just more interesting to shoot okay. from there. Yeah. And I just kind of like the vibe of being up there. It's, it's hell fun. Um, and yeah, it just takes so long to walk to the back to get a big crowd shot as well. Yeah, it right. takes like almost five minutes to walk over there. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like it was just sick. I just vibed it at the time. And like, Dude. I love shooting on stage, yeah. looking out and yeah. Well, especially like when they're playing arenas, you want to highlight. For sure. For sure. All the fucking things in the crowd. Yeah. And the um, lighting wasn't that great all the time either. Was it? As well, no. It was okay for like, 
probably the German shows and a few other ones, but a lot of the time it wasn't really like that interesting. Yeah, right. And it would just looked a lot better on stage than it did anyway. Okay, else, so. I mean that, that. I mean that's reasonable. That's yeah. fair enough. So, what am I in for? Like, give me some like tips and tricks. Like, oh, uh, interesting. In terms of, like content and um, like in terms of like turnaround and like. Yeah, I feel hacks. like get into a good habit of. Because are they supporting a band over there? No, they're, headlining. they're headlining. Okay, yeah. that might be a bit harder. But when someone's supporting, you can finish the photos before the end. The set finished. Yeah. So, I feel like as soon as they come off stage, if there's any buffer, just like flag the photos you want to use. Yeah. And then if you can edit it like in a van or before they leave, just yep. get some done, and then just become this well-oiled machine that just knows how to like pump out as much content as you can. Yeah. Like even if you want to keep a color theme, just like save that preset and just yep. like change everyone and just slap it on there and just make sure obviously the photos are good but yeah just become someone who just knows how to work hard and, okay. and efficiently yeah is the only thing and just i don't know save money on food and just eat catering and just well because that's the other thing so like you guys got stitched up with like catering wise and stuff like yeah. they're on headliner tours i don't think they'll have catering but they'll mm. have like riders and stuff yeah. like that and last time they went over they said their riders were fucking sick so like yeah, they didn't sure. even eat half of it but they took like they have a fridge yeah in the van so like they just kept it and like they take said, as much as you they can. said they didn't pay for food a lot of the time they're in there because they just had leftover like fruit and nuts yeah. and stuff and that's what they were. dude i'm a sucker for servos but yeah like yeah if i'm even like half asleep and i pull up in the middle of a blizzard i'm out of there i'm just getting a drink or something but some like there's just something about stopping just like in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah i just server. get out and have a look around some of my best film shots from the tour were just at servos and yeah. nowhere i love i do because most of the time it's in like a little like town and yeah that's the shit you don't get to see yeah you know? so that's like like the in-between kind of moments fully. i love it uh what was the best and worst thing um about that tour i guess th- the best thing for me was just like meeting people over there that knew of me and my work was the coolest shit yeah like i can't even describe that feeling and just hanging around people that have idolized like you know, one of the first bands I saw was Architects and just like being able to just hang out and talk to them as people was like yeah. cool as fuck. Yeah, I can imagine that. I was wigging out the whole time. Like I'm even thinking about it now, I'm getting anxious yeah. and being in a room, like talking to them. You know what I mean? Like they're all lovely guys, but I'm just like, still at the end of the day, I'm just a metalcore kid who just loves those bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's probably the best thing. I guess the worst thing for me was just kind of being away for that long. I hadn't really done a tour that long before. So it was a lot to kind of like mentally get my head around it. But right. You know, obviously my girlfriend was super supportive and helped me get over there. And sometimes I just want to see her and me. I just want her to see me doing cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's my family to just like... The cutest fucking Yeah, shit. I just want them to come and see me on stage fucking shooting yeah. one of my favorite bands and like one of my favorite fucking cities in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like the coolest shit ever. So that's, I guess, the one thing that I just wish they could see what I get to see sometimes because the right. videos and photos don't do it justice. Like, it's like the most surreal feeling. So that's probably the worst part. And... Yeah, I mean, that's not even that bad if you think no, about it's it. Not, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, to be honest, like, you, I can't really say too many bad things about it. Yeah. You know, even like being that far away, like, you just say, all right, good night. And yeah. I love, I'll talk to I you tomorrow. You, you yeah. know, that's <laughs> and that's, that's all it is. What was it like? Because I think we're in the same similar van. So, like, from what the boys have described mm-hmm. to me, it's the same van as what you. Oh, so I saw, I watched the doco, and then yeah, I, yeah. I saw the van. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, that's what we're in for. Yeah. So, what's it like? All right, so the bunks are horrible. Yeah. The one I was staying in was the one that was at the back of the van, like vertically across. 
So you're not actually going in line with like how the vehicle's traveling. You're laying like flat across it. Like, okay. Like, like you would across like the backseat of a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was on the top bunk. So getting in and out was like a nightmare. So how many beds well. are there? Um, three, six. There was nine beds. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Nine beds. So just expect it to be like the living area with the tables and stuff. Yep. You'll never get anything done there. Oh, really? You'll play planned. I think you will. But it's just a collection of just everybody's personal shit. The whole thing will smell horrible. Okay. Don't let anyone leave food in the fridge for too long, right. especially seafood. It'll just won't end up very well. Yeah. Um, there'll be just like, yeah, just people's things everywhere and it'll the ground will be pretty wet as well. Oh, from really? like You probably won't be in there in winter though. So that's, Yeah, it, it'll be cold, but it won't be true. like snowing. If it's shit. raining and stuff, you'll still get like people's wet shoes in there and stuff. So right. just put towels and stuff down and just make sure everyone just like hangs their coats up and okay. just be respectable. But... You're in for a pretty like rough time sleeping. That's so we're two and a half months. Yeah, in that's the a van. Long time. So you were there for a month. I was there for like a month, and that was like well and truly enough for me. <laughs> so <laughs> like the, the last time they went, it was three weeks. Holy shit! And so that like no one really knows what we're in for. Yeah, I mean, I well and truly could have like I remember getting to the last show, and I was like, I could take a week off, and yeah. then I could go anywhere in the world and do this for another month. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just need that one week to get my life back together. Yeah. Where I could be like, okay. So, like, you were constantly in the van, like... Yeah, So, like, I think they're splitting it up between, like, whether, like, we drive overnight... Okay. ...or, like, we get, like, an Airbnb and, like, yeah. get a good night's rest. They're being yeah, on constantly that. in the van. There was one night where we stayed in a hotel, but yeah. the actual van broke down and the boys hopped in the bus and went to Milan, and then I went to Prague separately. Right, okay. So, that was the only night we had, like, off. And okay. even then, I wanted to be back in the bunk because I wasn't used to sleeping in a bed. Yeah. And it wigged me out, like, completely. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, I guess just... I don't know. Just yeah. be nice to each other, and I mean, yeah, I figure that's like a big part of it. Like yeah. Someone, uh, one of the boys, was talking to a mate, and he said like ninety percent of it is, ten uh, percent of it's just being good at your job, mm-hmm. and then the ninety percent of it's just being a decent human being. Yeah. And that's like a whole, like, I get asked sometimes, you know, people's advice on how to be a good person on tour, doing a job like we do. Yeah, and yeah, most of it comes down to knowing your craft and knowing how to do it well. That motorbike's gonna be. So it's coming off of my headphones, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, that's right. So most of it's knowing that, but also knowing how to be around other humans and yeah. respect their space. And that comes down to just in general being around other people, but musicians especially that yeah. come off such a high off stage and then have that massive serotonin low when they come yeah. off. You've got to know when to walk away and be like, okay, just let them I'm going to let them be in the green room for a bit. Yeah. I'm going to do my work. Like if they don't want to even talk to me tonight, that's fine. That's fine. But you just got to know how to balance that out because they're away from their loved ones too and they have their own personal problems. You're all, yeah, you're all in the same kind of boat, yeah. but also like dealing with your own shit. Yeah, and it's good to check up on them. Just yeah. like be spacious and check up when you know they probably need it. But at the same time, not everybody wants to talk about their problems as well. So yeah. just, just relax, vibe out. That's all it is. But it takes like a lot of touring to know how to handle that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean like we, we all like, that's what kind of what happens like when you pay yourself with bands. like For sure. You end up just pairing yourself with bands that have like similar kind of outlooks on life and mm-hmm. just like personality wise, like people you get on with. Otherwise, yeah, you probably a you won't might not want to work with them again, or they won't want to work with sure. you again. So that's kind of like the trade off for sure. And like it's a huge compliment, like it's a compliment on two levels if a band wants to take you on tour because it's like great they want to hire me because of my craft, but it also yeah. means like they get along with me well enough to mean that like they can put up with me for two and a half months. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't like, know much about you, but is that a test to put up with you for two and a half weeks? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's a test for anyone to put up with me get for more than, like a few hours. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's your house. You just kick me out whenever you want. 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know what I'm in for, but yeah, I think you're in for a good first month, and then a bit, of, <laughs> and then I think you're in for yeah. I don't know, like how you're gonna go financially. I think you should be right if you space it out, but just yeah. I think there's gonna be. I've a got a, like I got a bit of cash saved yeah. up, and like the next two weeks, I'm pretty much just working nonstop. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a point where you won't question what you're doing, but you'll you'll want just like. <laughs> A bit of help to get you through it. Yeah. Which is okay. You just look to the mates around you and just yeah. you'll find it there. But I just need to go and yell in a voice. Yeah, yeah. There's so probably that, plenty of open fields and yeah, empty just, like just, venues you can do it in. I'll just get someone to film me just yelling. Yeah, straight up. That's it. Yeah, I can't <laughs> fucking wait. You'll be right. You'll I, I'm super excited, but I'm also just like it super anxious. Be. And they're like they're good they're a good bunch of dudes, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm more excited than anything. But it's all I've ever wanted to do. I'm just like, oh. If it's all I've ever wanted to do, then anything is okay. Yeah. You know, you could not eat for a week and you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I could use you'll it. I could use, you'll go no, down no, no, I could use a week <laughs> off eating. Do you know what I mean? Like, lose a bit of weight. That's fine. Um, all right. So what was the first time, the first tour you did? And what did you learn from that Ooh, tour? So the first tour I did was with uh, Justice for the Damned and Void of Vision. Yep. Children of Chrome tour. Um, on that tour... It was my, yeah, obviously first ever one. I learned how to interact with other photographers. Like Rowan Donahue was on that tour. Yep. That was his second tour. My first one being around a, another full-timer. Yep. Um, just knowing your place. I didn't really know the boys all too well at the time. I the knew ju- them a the little Justice bit. Boys. Yeah. Yep. I knew Nick. I met Bobby like once or twice. Didn't know most of them. So it was all about kind of like, as I said before, learning your place, knowing how to mold. Yeah. Filming video content when they're not even used to it yep. is also a thing. Like okay. if they're used to photographers and it's fine, but they hadn't taken someone before. Yeah. So right. it was a whole learning process on that regard. And as well as that, just like, you know, I never had to deal with any security before that. I'd never right. shot a show where I had to deal with that. Yeah. Or different lighting every night. All these things. I never knew how to plan. I didn't even know how to, you know, really edit videos all that well at really? that point. Like I knew how to do it, but I didn't know how to to edit the video to sell to an audience, if that makes sense. Like okay. how to market it in a way that someone would want to watch it and then go watch that band shit. I've no, yeah, okay. You Interesting. Know? It's all in, it's all a mental game. It's like, yep. I need to make them want to just continue to look at that band stuff. Yeah. So like after that first tour, were you kind of like hooked? Because was, like yeah, some people don't like touring. and like I they, was like in that year, like I'm pretty sure it was at the start of the year, I did probably like four or five different tours for different bands yep. and then another one for Justice and then next year I did 13 tours in a year. Whoosh. Yeah, I was home collectively for six months out of the year as time progressed. Wow. Yeah, I looked at it recently. It was insane. To me, that, of a list it's of kind of like the dream but also like... Yeah. Look, all I'll say is from that is that the relationship with my current girlfriend at the time was just like, she couldn't handle it. I couldn't really? handle it. It was just like too much going on but I knew that like that's the direction I wanted to go in. Yeah. And my relationship with my family also suffered from it as well. Right. Obviously, it's a lot to just like not have your son around when he's been here the whole time. And then yeah. he's also struggling financially while trying to keep a cash job afloat. Yeah. And then sometimes that have to prop me up as well. So like, even with my friends back home, they hardly saw me. Like I yeah. lost a lot of friends because of it. I still like haven't really reconnected with them because I was just always gone. Yeah. Um. So it's tough. It's it's tough. I've re- I've read um. I can't remember where it was. I saw something on Twitter that someone in a band had written about the touring lifestyle and how it's like the best thing you could ever do, but also like you don't know what you're in for in terms of like relationships. And it's like you don't think people's lives move on without you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, but like you go away for if you're touring like a full time band and you're touring for six months in the year and you come back and like 
it, like he he said it was highlighted by like one of his like his brothers having a kid or something. Yeah. And he'd come back. This is like like retrospectively looking up like over the, in hindsight over the past five years of his life. Yeah. And how he'd only see this kid like every six months or so, but like it would just get he would just get bigger. Yeah, it's crazy. And man. you know, but that that was the only reason he could like keep track of what was happening because this kid that like started from nothing was just like growing That's insane isn't it and it's just like all these like friendships came and went yeah. but like the, the strong ones like stuck but you have to put in the effort yeah and stuff like that so do you feel like you've got a handle on that kind of side of things like how is europe in that sense i feel like i was only just starting my now relationship relatively within about three or four months when i went right and she's like always been supportive of me before we even started dating and yeah she's very much just been the person that's always like loved that I love what I do. Yep. So she was fine with me going like my parents were very supportive as well. Like dad loves what I do and mum does as well. And that tour kind of gave them a retrospective that I've worked hard and this is a reward. For that's, what I've so done. that's this, like my parents, like they take it like what I do seriously, but yeah. like, like they like always like, what's like, what else are you doing? Like mm-hmm. what's the kind of like, What's the long term plan? And then, baby. <laughs> that's what like that's what I've told them. But then like they were just like, Okay, like we'll like we'll lay off your back for a bit. Yeah. But then like I told them I was being like, you know, like like everything's like paid for to go to Europe and they were like, Fuck, okay, this is like a For sure. This is like a, like we should take this seriously kind of thing now. Yeah. I mean who else can say like that's such an achievement for you as well? Yeah. Like for someone to want to pay for you if you go and create art. For exactly, them. yeah. It's insane. When you but the fact that like dad's Irish and like I'm going over and like I get to see like my family when I'm over there. He's yeah. just like, this is it's very cool. It's special. Very cool. It's very like, I don't know. I feel like even when you do get those big tours, there's still people that don't really get it. Yeah. Like, you know, I've even had my parents like get it at the time and then a week later come back and they're like, okay, so now that you're home, like, what are you going to do from here? And it's like, yeah. oh, I guess I just wait for the next arena tour. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like, it's like, fuck, like maybe it won't come. But that's yeah. honestly like, I feel like my constant fear and anxiety of what I do I feel like it comes from being a musician as well and surrounding myself with those people is the indecisiveness of this industry. Yeah. You don't know if tomorrow you're going to wake up and never get a tour offer again. Yeah. You don't know if tomorrow you're going to wake up, the bands you work for just like fold as a band. You yeah. know what I mean? Someone quits and then it shatters. Exactly. You know, and I feel like it's a pretty young person's game in the sense that you kind of get in and, and do what you can, but I don't know if there's ever going to be like a, a sustainability at the end of it. Yeah. But that kind of thing, like even though I stress about it, it doesn't really matter to me. Yep. I naturally stress because you have to when you pay bills and shit. Yep. But it's not going to matter in the long run for me. Like I could be like, you know, forty years old and still live with my parents and tour <laughs> arenas, and I wouldn't care. No, it's, it's, but I'm not it's, saying those tours are always going to come. But I just love it, and I always kind of will. But yeah, it just comes down to knowing what how good you've got it at the time and just yep. just doing it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like it, it has to. Like it comes back to the love. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't love what you do, then like it's this is this definitely isn't the right job for you yeah, because definitely not. the money ain't gonna come yeah. from like hustling this. For it sure. comes, it, it'll come at the end, but like you've got to yeah. work. I mean, we talked about it before. We see it all the time, and people are always posting about not loving what they're doing. It's, yeah, I think in that case, take a step back, maybe put the gear down for a bit. I always have to do that. Like, yeah. I came here without a camera. Like, I have my film camera in the car, but I don't yeah. have any film in it. Yeah, uh, but like you just gotta take a break. Like, grit someone who doesn't do that. Yeah. Like he says so he always has a camera on him and that works for him but yeah. I constantly need to take a break and just like like figure out why I'm doing this for sure and I mean like, it's near me always but like I love also just being in the moment and like watching things naturally happen around me yeah. but still I'm always like looking in a photo sense of how I would shoot what's happening in front of me but yeah. it doesn't mean you have to do it well that's it like I'll go out for coffee and like I'll be like oh fuck I wish I had my camera on me because mm-hmm. that's like a great shot but like it's the fact that I'm always like in that zone yeah 
I think something only ever photographers yeah. or like artists get for is sure. just like looking at light is all it is. It, exactly. It's, it's just I'm obsessed with it. Even though I suck at lighting everything, <laughs> I'm obsessed with light. Yeah. No, me, well, me too. Like I've talked about this, like I've looked outside my window and I can tell if there's a nice sunset or not because of the way the light's different hitting my fence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I can tell if it's a good sunset because the light will be like more vibrant on my fence so yep. i'm like fuck i should go outside and look at this yeah but you, it's just something you subconsciously take in and then when it changes it's like oh something's going on for sure uh so instagram yeah is it more of a tool for you or more of a burden oh man i have a constant love hate relationship really with it. yeah i mean like that's obviously where i post all my work i yep. don't really post it anywhere else and um i don't know i feel like i've got a good network of people on there yeah that i connect with um, I'm terrible for like always checking my phone and stuff, but in the last like month I've turned notifications off. And oh really? A lot better. Just like completely. Yeah, completely off. Wow. And then you check it and then you might get hit with a few likes and a couple of messages here and there, but yep. I need to turn it off. Otherwise like I go crazy. Like I'll just always look at my phone. I'm terrible for it. Okay. But I stare at it way too often. Like, right. I'm always like looking at it and just thinking about how I can make the next post, like engage more people and yeah, is the first photo in this album the good, right one? Good you know, enough to like, hook people in. I always post an album and someone will say like the third and fifth photo is sick. And and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I should have just like waited a bit. But yeah. at the same time, they might see something that I don't. Yeah. You know, they might have a, a weird memory of that band where they might have done that on stage. Yeah. And then I wasn't there to capture it, but now I have. You know, it's, it's this yeah. whole weird mental game. But I recently changed it over to like a business profile as well. Yeah which doesn't help because it gives you a lot of insights. Yeah. And I mean, it does help in a weird way, but it's that whole double-ended sword where, you know, it might help you make the next post better and more successful, but, but then at the like same time... You're more invested. Yeah, in like, you're way more invested. But I mean, you have to be because it's my business at yeah. the end of the day. Like, Well, that's like people like I was talking to someone, they're like, oh yeah, like I'll or like every month or so, I'll just like quit my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't. Like, I, yeah. That's what, I deleted it literally like last year around this time. I deleted it for like two months. Yeah. Full just deactivated it, didn't post. And Stranger's actually a show was like, yeah, I was really upset you did that. Like, I was really bummed out. And I was like, yeah, man, I just had no inspiration for a while. I wasn't shooting shows. Yeah. There wasn't much happening around me. And like, I now know that when I get like that, like I'll, like recently I've just been weirdly just like baking cakes and stuff. Oh, really? It's really yeah. It's really interesting that I've been doing it. But every day where I don't like physically like make something or go out and do something, I just like, not it's not a day wasted, but I just get this weird guilt where I'm like, I should be just like, Doing something. Yeah, refreshing my mind. So I've just been weirdly like baking cakes. Um, I started painting. I showed you the painting I did yeah. earlier. And like I've just been like trying new things, trying a bit of street photography in my area and just like yeah. pushing boundaries. You just got to, you just got to, that's, that's what I find. Like when I'm in those like lulls, you just got to mm-hmm. go and like get out of the house and do something different. Yeah. Like go for a swim. Like, like that's what I do. Like I'll always go for a swim like most days, but I'll go like yeah. if I'm in a lull, I'll go to a different beach yeah. and just experience something different. That just gives you like a new outlook on For something. Sure. At least like, or like listen to podcasts and it's like, yeah. I'll listen to someone speak that I've never heard. It's crazy, man. Even back to what you said before about my photos looking differently. Yeah. A lot of the times that's because I'm literally just in a lull and I'm like, oh, I just want to chuck a flash on and see what happens. Yeah. You know, and I'll go and do that and be like sick. And then I just want to shoot shows like that for a bit. Right. The next week I'm like, I'm obsessed with using this color in the highlights of this yeah. one in the shadows. So that's like a whole weird thing. You can usually tell with me if you really look at like the pattern of stuff where I'm like where you're struggling at. a bit and where I'm just like doing trying weird shit. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to start wrapping up cool. now. So I've got a few like not quick fire ones, but okay. like just, um, all right. So what's the dream job in this space for you? The dream job would be anything where I can wake up and just 
be the master of my day. Okay, and that's give, come give from me, like, give me like a specific. Okay, let's say I wake up and I'm my own kind of media, just like full outlet as me. Where like yep. similar to what I'm doing now, and people come to me for content to do yep. tours and photos and commercial stuff if I need to. Yep. Not that I'm really into it, but let's say it's someone wants me to do a fashion shoot for someone. Pays else, the bills, do you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I just want to wake up and not have to go to my regular casual job, and I know that I'm comfortable that day, just like sitting at home cutting paper, making a zine or something. Right. Okay, so like that. just like doing your art and not struggling for, for sure. money. That's kind of yeah. like the dream. The ultimate goal. Uh, so dream band you've like wanted to work with or think that your content would be like perfect for. Do you, okay. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is a band from Tasmania called Breakthrough that I've shot a couple of times. Yeah. And I think like my photos work well with that band. Yeah. And hopefully like later in the year, like we've tried to work something out where I can do a tour. That was one that I like always wanted to shoot for ages. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, probably like this band called Left Behind from the States I'd love to shoot them yeah. and do some shit with them like they're kind of similar to Kublai Khan they're a band from Texas that I work with and they come over here as well yeah right they're all mates and like I just feel like I just love the band too and I just want to get so some like what, imagery so like what about those like bands do you think works with your kind of they're just real like gnarly and heavy and just real gritty yeah. and I just want to like fuck around a bit with Flash and just like just, get just in do them, weird yeah. shit and they're bands that like generally you can get away with doing that stuff for so yeah i just want to just get weird with it and okay. i just love the bands as well i just want to see them over here too so it's a good excuse to bring a band over i guess <laughs> yeah i mean fair enough uh what's the point of all of this for you um just i guess to feel like i have like a, a purpose if that makes sense <laughs> like as weird and depressing as that sounds i was expecting like a super like superficial thing like i just want to create art but like that's yeah that's all I've, i yeah that's as simple as it is really i yeah. need purpose and that's what gives me purpose to wake up so that's all it is it's like your role in life kind of For thing sure. like, I, like people it's fucking birds yeah there's uh, so much that's, that's cute um but yeah people like in high school like they talked about like what you wanted to do like when you grow up and i was like i don't really know like what i want to do and then i got out of high school and i was like yeah this is it this is all i ever want to do yeah and it's just it it's hard it's weird how it just takes you like that and it just yeah. consumes you i guess like as long as i'm making something that holds emotional value for somebody else that's all it kind of is yeah right. i just want to leave shit behind that someone can look at and be like just taken back to it and be like okay that yeah, was right. there and this person got it okay i like that yeah um up and comers photographers bands artists who you, oh, who true. you vibing at the moment um, oh, I'm really enjoying like that Easter Daily guy from the States. Oh yeah. He's awesome. Like a lot of my inspo comes from like the way he colors things and just like the way he captures movement as well. I yep. think it's great. Um, I've just been getting onto grit stuff yep. recently and I, I love that type of shit. Um, oh gosh, it's so hard to put on the spot like that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just honestly like, I do want to say that. I think Australia is like absolutely like blessed to have the photographers that we have. Yeah. And like, there's just endless amounts of talent here. Yeah. And do you, do you think that's because of how like limited we are in terms of shows and like, cause like there's only really like five cities, yeah. five, six cities people go to, whereas in the States there's, there's plenty fucking tons. Mm-hmm. So like, do you think that's just because like, it's so oversaturated over there that like, Bands won't take someone on tour because like they can just get someone for every yeah. different show. Or well, when you think about it, there's only like what less than ten like touring photographers in Australia, right? I guess like yeah. actual touring photographers. Well, like people that have like a big enough name, they've toured with like, I would say like more than like one band. Yeah, or like or they're on at least on tour like a lot of the year. Yeah, 
I'd say there's probably only like, let's say less than 15. Yeah. Like the ones that do that are like crazy. Like I have a lot of respect for them, but I don't know. I would say, yeah, it's, it's the fact that there isn't as many shows people need to kind of like get out there and, and prove a point as well. Like there aren't as many, there's a lot of photographers and obviously it's still not as saturated, but you've still got to kind of like hustle to get You've still got to work your ass off and yeah. like make yourself There's plenty that are doing it, but a lot don't get through the cracks because like it just happens sometimes. You just got to do something different and just keep doing yeah. it. That's but, it. Yeah. You just got to, you need that one breakthrough. Yeah. But I don't know. As, as far as that, I, yeah, I just, there's heaps of them out there doing good shit. And uh, I think all of them should be just better friends and just support each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that's, fucking that's all it is. Um, so last second last question mm-hmm. favorite photo you've ever taken but do so one of them is like technically your favorite okay. shot and the second one's like the one with the, your favorite memory right. of like or like that shot encapsulates your like favorite memory or um, like, I'd say like the memory one would be definitely Polaris at the Metro where like there's a shot of them all in front of the crowd yep like I remember like talking to them before and they were like, yeah, we want you like to get that shot after yeah. it. And before the show, I was like almost vomiting in the bathroom. Like, really? yeah, I had my headphones on listening to music to pump me up and I was so scared. Like bef- there's so much pressure. Like I yeah. have to, I can't miss anything video yep. or photo was. And the show finished and I went out there and stood in front and they were all kind of like had their hands up and stuff and I shot it. I knew I got it like exposed perfectly. I was like checking the exposure before when they were like setting up. I was like, yeah. okay. I know that like they're only going to do it for like five seconds. They don't want to stand there all night. And then I got it and like walked off stage and called my girlfriend. We're like, we're both crying. It was like, that was a moment where I was like, okay, I've worked all of this for like for this bit. And then since then, like we've done Europe and stuff and it's gotten bigger, but that was definitely like, that's sweet. As soon I looked through and like, as soon as I pressed the shutter, I was like, boom, that's it. I've got it. I knew it. Money shot, baby. But technically, it's so weird. Hey, yeah, I know. That's such a weird question to answer. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I always cook exposure and shit. Really? I feel like all my photos, like, I only really nail technical stuff, like, here and there. Like, I feel like the one I uploaded the basement the other night w- is one of my favorite ones, technically, only okay. because everything exposed perfectly. There's perfect light on the whole, like, left side yeah. of his body. I kind of mess around with the colors a bit and, like, you know, change the hues and saturation a tiny bit to kind of match my taste, but... I feel like it's framed pretty good as well. Yep. So that's probably my favorite one recently oh, yeah. that I yeah. can think of. Okay. But yeah, that's which that's is like con- conveniently like the most recent photo. Yeah, and it's it's yeah most recent it's one. A lazy answer, Jack. Yeah, it lazy is very answer. lazy, but yeah, I don't know. No, I, actually, you know, what? I take that back. I don't mind that because I think you're you're great at like your best photos should be your last. For photos, sure. You know what For I mean? Sure. Like you should only be judged on the latest yeah. photos you've taken. A lot of the time, I don't look at my work and go, "Okay, that's that's a great photo that I've taken." Yeah, right. You know, it takes me a while to like warm up to that. Sometimes like a year or so before I know it. But okay, I definitely knew like editing the photo. Like, yeah, I was like, "This is a this is a good photo for me." So fucking tight. Yeah. I mean, that's good. You got to pat your own back sometimes. Yeah, I'm like I'm pretty modest guy, but like I definitely know when I like a photo I've yeah, taken. That means I wouldn't post it if I didn't that like it. Too. So I'm with you on that. All right, yeah. Last question. What's next for Jack Rudder? Um, I'm just going to keep touring, keep hustling, yeah. uh, make a few zines, get back into doing physical content. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I'll have to be a bit of a mystery at the same time. So you never yeah. know. What you I'm are f- a bit of an enigma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you never know if I'm going to do a, a black and white or color photo next. I'll just keep it in the book. So. I love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, good. Before we go, do you have anything you want to plug? Um... Not specifically, besides just keep making sick art. 
Fucking A. And bake some cake sometimes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love that. Thank Too you so easy. much, man. Thanks for having me. No fucking worries.